Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oi, oi, I'm Jimmy Bullard and this is me old muck of banners. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So... We haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by Peer Pressure, Kate Pierce. To be more like Kate, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show and become an official sponsor today. If you're feeling low, the Joe Marler Show will give you things to talk about. If you're feeling down, then the bearded clown will give you things to talk about. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Joe. Bracket. Marla, un un bracket, just another bracket, and this is Tom. Open bracket, yes, that's the phrase. Four dice, closed bracket, full stop. How are you, Tom? Joe, I'm all the better for seeing you, but I understand there's been some domestic discord in the Marla house. Don't know what that means, but there has been stuff going on in my house. Yes, tell me. Um, you got two young boys, haven't you? Mm-hmm. What's their vocabulary rule? Hmm? What <laughs> better than yours? What's that? <laughs> What's their vocab like? It's not bad. Okay, you being a being a writer mm-hmm. in yourself, you obviously passed on some sort of talent to them. They know words and they use words really well, do they? Yeah, they're trying to. They're at the age, Joe, where when they want to swear, they know they can't swear swear, so they use words that they think are swear words but actually aren't swear words. Like they'll say "bog off," mm. and they'll if they're really fucking fuming, they'll say "you git," "you git." Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. That's a bad one. He called me a git. Not bothered. My lot, like, they've watched this program called Little Lunch or oh. something. It's about ki- a kid's school. It's like our, your Grange Hill and my Tracy Beaker. Biker Grove. Was I Biker Grove or you Biker Grove? It's probably both, actually, yeah. Yeah, okay. Biker. Grove. Biker Grove. Yeah. Anyway, they use minkle. Minkle. So minkle is, this, is their swear is the swear word on there. They go, oh, he said minkle, miss, and all this lot. And I was like, okay, well, that actually does sound like a reasonable swear word. You wouldn't want to Google minkle, would you? Well, actually, if you do, you get ironing boards come up. It's a type of ironing yeah. board. I like the fact you've tried it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's minky or minkle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's fine. And they say the odd swear word occasionally. In fact, it's my fucking fault. Of course it is. I've got these colouring books, adult colouring books, and it's not people of having sex or anything. It's just adult swear words. You, hang on, you're just colouring in words? Yeah, and patterns and stuff. Why is that funny? <laughs> it's a bit boring colouring in words, isn't it? Like, Are you saying that it's you colouring words like fuck? 
Yeah, so like there'll be fuck nuggets. <laughs> and That's in, more fun. And in the background, there's like loads of different flowers and stuff. Okay. And colour them in, different patterns. Mm. I might actually start selling them on the joemarlow.co.uk thing. Mm. Shop. Is it a shop? Yeah. Whatever. Virtually, yeah. And this one night was colouring, the kids stayed up. And <laughs> for some reason, I was colouring one of those books and just was like, what's that say? I was like, no, you can't say that. And then I went, oh, sod it. Right, for one night only, mate, you can say these words as loud as you can. As loud as you want. And at the top of his voice, he was like, fuck nuggets! And I was like, oh no, I'm going to get done. So that was just fine. And he, and he, he knows not to swear and stuff like that. It's fine. But the other night at dinner, uh, we'd put Felix and Pixie down. So we had Maggie and Jasper up. And we'd treat ourselves to a takeaway. So we're sitting there gorging ourselves on prawn crackers from this Chinese takeaway. And Jasper turns around to Daisy and goes, are you five? We were like, what? Are you five? Daisy's like, what are you on about? He's like, are you five? And she went, no, I'm not five. He went, oh, I am. I'm five inches deep in your mama. What? And we were like, what the fucking fuckity fuck? <laughs> fuck. And it was that moment, the moment, we, me and Daisy look at each other straight away and you're going, we're so desperate to laugh, but in equal measures, we're like, I need to not laugh and I actually need to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa there, Jed. Because <laughs> A, where have you got that from? And B, do you know what it means? And C, don't fucking say that again. So... A, he got it from YouTube. B, he doesn't know what it means. And C, he's never going to say it again. I was like, what do you... If you don't know what something means, mate, don't say it. But so then we put him to bed after all that lot. But they had a good old night. And, and then me and Deja sat down there and we're like, what have we done? <laughs> and she's, she's like, what do you mean, what have we done? It's clearly clearly you that's the issue in all of this. But I was just blown away, mate. So I wanted to share that with you and the listeners yeah. and ask, have you had anything similar? There's one thing your kids starting to pick up on swear words. There's another thing. <laughs> kids going, because I'm five inches deep in your mama. In an accent. He did the accent as well. I mean, the irony is you could almost legitimately have said that to him. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to get our guest on. I'm not happy now. I can't sit here and talk about being fat. <laughs> it's your line. Do your next bit. Let's get a guest on. Go on. Our guest today is Bay Garnet. She's a fashion editor, director, stylist, and much, much more. Hello, Bay. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. Is it Bay? It's Bay. Like I've never met a Bay. Do you know what? There are quite a lot of little Bays now. I know six Bays under the age of fifteen. So I go up to them and I'm like, "Hey, Bay," and they think I'm totally weird. But I didn't know any Bays. But there are quite a lot now. But yeah, well, the Bays who are under the age of sixteen are they named after Knowles? No, because they're spelt my spelling B A Y. Whereas Bay 
Beyonce. And sometimes people write that to me and I'm like, oh my God, that's so cute. You think I'm calling myself that after Beyonce, which is what Bay A-E. There probably are some Bays. Is that after Beyonce? Yeah, because that's her name. No, it's not. It's Beyonce. Yeah, but like, you know, it's also Bay. Bay. Beyonce. Yeah. Is it making sense now? Yeah. yeah. Literally, <laughs> literally no sense whatsoever. <laughs> what is fashion? What is, is... It's a really good question, Joe. I think it depends who you ask. If you were to ask the fashion director of a fashion magazine, they might say it is the reflection of the times. It might They might say it's the trends that people are wearing, which is, you know, the reflection of the times. And then you talk about things being in fashion. It could be, you know, homewares. It could be... The T-shirt you're wearing now, like T-shirts with Paris written on them, are in fashion. How wide do you want to cast a net? And who do you want to ask? Is it? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's kind of like a trend. Quite nervous now. Fashionable. Just threw it on this morning, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I actually put some effort into what I wear, Tom. Believe it or not. Okay. The shorts as well. Shorts is less effort, more (laughs) practical. Just to air to gas it. That's always my my thing. But then I like my. Fuck off! I'm going back to. I'm going I back can't to the... believe how big your biceps are. Oh, there we go. I would so much well rather played. talk about German. Yeah, no. like they are good biceps. The, they are amazing. But you pump iron to get those, or is that pure rugby? I pump iron. Pump iron. Baby. Are you yeah. blushing a little bit? <laughs> I'm trying to fucking read a line, yeah, and you so. know how bad I am at reading. <laughs> Fashion, yeah. Yeah. a popular. Or the latest style of clothing, hair, decoration or behaviour? Yeah, I answered it in a much more long-winded, convoluted way. But I that's prefer your bit, one. Right? But I, I also prefer this one. Fashion is a form of self-expression and autonomy at a particular period and place and in specific context of clothing, footwear, lifestyle, accessories, makeup, hairstyle, body posture. The term implies a look defined by the fashion industry as that which is trending. So it's fucking loads of shit. It's fucking loads of shit. And also, (laughs) I don't follow trends. And actually, most people you speak to in fashion go, I don't follow trends. And that's why secondhand is great. Because you're basically going off grid from what the trends are, right? You're finding your own way through it. I love the independence of charity shops and secondhand because I've never been into trends. Like, why do I want to wear what everyone else is wearing? And, you know, I think it's a big marketing tool as well for people to make money. You know, like a big brand says, this is, you know, and then you go and buy loads of their bags because they say it's in fashion. I've always, I like the idea of creating your own. It's about style over fashion, actually. And the first definition of that, what you just said, is more about style. But then when it goes into trends and all of that, that's more fashion to me. Style is the freedom. What are the must-have trends at this particular point, babe? Because just in case Joe isn't happy with his very modish and stylish black t-shirt. Modish? Yeah, stylish. What's modish? Of the moment. Is it a rugby t-shirt? Is it, is, no, it this looks- is Paris Saint-Germain. Okay. Oh, oh, that's football. Yeah, Paris Saint-Germain. Okay, it's great. It's a really Saint-Germain. cool T-shirt. I really like it. Thanks. What's in trend? At, what's trend at the moment? Neon. Ooh. Like neon lights. Like neon, like leather goods, like neon neon bags or like neon sandals. What that that light up? They're, like bright? No, they're oh. just like super bright. Like oh. rave colours. Yes. Oh. Like rave, exactly like rave colours. So I that's prefer it if they had a little switch on it. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. They Maybe, probably do yeah. do that, yeah. though. Well, there you go, guys. There you go. Look, time to make your millions. Setting a trend. I like it, Joe. And then what else is? I, to be honest with you, it's really hard to keep up with trends. Mini skirts are back, apparently. 
So this summer, a lot of miniskirts will be seeing and sportswear always, streetwear still in trends. Trends just kind of turn over now more. So streetwear, oh yeah, oversized men's jackets on women, all that stuff. What would be good for Joe? Because you look at Joe's physique, you've been impressed already. Yeah, as no, we all I are. am impressed with Joe's physique. I, I, and I do want to hear more about it, actually. Um, <laughs> What would what would be good for Joe? I mean, like baggy baggy clothing. No, a wet wet white t-shirt. Avoid a what? A wet white (laughs) t-shirt. Sorry, shove my jugs. Oversized jumpers. Yeah, big, like a big fisherman's jumper with blacks, a lot of black. Like I'm thinking, like kind of fisherman's classic, like kind of that sandy with the weave kind of. Like, I don't know. I'm thinking. I don't know seaweed. why. You want me to no, wear no, seaweed? No, no, not the weave. Sorry, the weave. I mean, oh. you, know, you get that blend of colour in it, like classic kind of fisherman. Like, but Joe, when it comes to you wearing like a DJ or a blazer, do you, how do you do that? Because you are really buff. Do you just get them in a bigger size? Or how does that work? Do you get them custom made for you? Yeah, I go get them made. There's this yeah. nice uh, tailor in Brighton and they've got another one in... Uh, where's that trendy place? Milan. Shoreditch, <laughs> I think. Or maybe... No, yeah, Shoreditch, called Gresham Blake. But I don't really like wearing suits. It's not comfy. Well, I don't know. It just a bit too... I liked this one that they did because it was like a Peaky Blinders. So it was more of a dress-up than it was actually. But it was a fucking nice dress-up. That's cool. Yeah. I don't really like doing... I like dressing up. I like yes. putting things... Rather than sort of middle-of-the-road suit type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That totally makes sense. I get it. Are there different like categories of fashion that you just describe? You know, like you have like... Uh, in cars, you've got a sports car or uh, a other car a truck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a family car etc is there different categories like yeah, that definitely you've got like the high fashion which is like prada and louis vuitton and gucci and they do really expensive shows and everything they put out to the world is like super expensive so they you know celebrities wear their dresses on the red carpet the stuff's beautifully made, you know, but it's like this kind of level. Their game is high. You know what I mean? And they charge high prices, right? And then you've got streetwear fashion. You know, you've got Vans' fashion. You know, you've got so many different tiers of it. The stuff that's the Gucci, the Louis Vuitton, the Prada, those ones is insanely expensive. That's the only thing. It's so expensive. Why do they have Prohibitively. That? So, so expensive if it's only accessible to 1% of the fucking population. What's the point in it? Do you know what I think? I think what they do is the marketing is so clever that the aim is they make the money really through the handbags, right? So let's say you've got a job, you're earning, let's say, I don't know how much a year, but, you know, if you have this bag that's been sold to you through advertising, through your favourite actress wearing that Gucci dress on the red carpet, whatever it is, you will buy that bag as an investment to identify and show that, you know, you are part of that culture. Does that make sense? So actually, all of that marketing is really for handbags and for belts and for shoes, and so that's how it works. So actually, tons of people buy it. And it's the, maybe the one thing they buy. And lots of rich people buy it. And they buy plenty of it. Could you tell the difference, or could one tell the difference, Bay, between a proper, original, pucker Louis Vuitton handbag and a very good knockoff? Do you know what? I probably could, because I've actually done stuff with Louis Vuitton in the past some fakes well apparently you shouldn't buy fakes apparently it's terrible kind of industry for it's quite corrupt and it's dirty money it goes into like i don't know where so i shouldn't really say it because i can't be more kind of clear on that but that's what i've heard but some fakes are amazing 
that thing of like it fell off you know it, it's from the same factory which is always Classic the same because no one wants to hear that actually it's just been made in china really well people want to hear no it is the real thing but like my friend got it from the factory and sometimes you think actually cannot tell the difference what um but louis vuitton i can and chanel chanel you can because the e for chanel inside the bag is a little bit longer on real ones uh-huh. so that's how they do it. it's a tiny bit longer it's really hard to see but you can see it so heads up anyone who's you know <laughs> wanting to buy a chanel bag and wants to authenticate it um when i think of fashion i immediately think of catwalks mm. so many questions why is it called a catwalk because he walked like a cat. Have you ever seen Amy Campbell walk on the catwalk? Mm, I mean, browns. man, that is an incredible walk of grace. And, you know, you're showing... Yeah, but when I think of cats, I think of, like, pretentious, aloof twats. <laughs> yeah. So, you want the dog person? <laughs> I mean... No, yeah, my heart was yeah. broken. I had a cat when I was little. Her name was Blossom. Um, oh. She died and, you know... Are you more of a dog person now, would you say? I was until my dog then died. And now we've got dogs and I've found it really hard to, to connect with them. So I don't know what I am anymore because I'm not a cat person. I'm not a dog person. And I'm not actually a people person. I'm a food person. <laughs> and a rugby person. Again, that's... Okay, well, yeah. yeah, take yeah. it or leave it. Okay. So it's called a catwalk originally because you're meant to walk like a cat. Okay. Yeah, and also because loads of things get given like a terminology and then it just sticks. Do you know what I mean? It's I don't think it's a literal sort of like... So not the, like the first catwalk, like the models going down, it weren't going... <laughs> every or and then just like pouncing every I other mean, maybe step. maybe but i think it's to do with this you know walking you know you look at claudia schiffer or carla brina those kind of like supermodels and even as far back as catwalks have been which is i guess 1950s late 1940s you know with the d or new look you know the women all walked really beautifully because of course you know they were selling clothes right so it's to do with a f- kind of form of elegance is it still about selling clothes or is it I see fashion shows and catwalks and I see some of the most outrageous and ludicrous outfits you could imagine that fucking things sticking out everywhere, the giant (laughs) domes over the head, these (laughs) massive things. And then I never see that I go out in Brighton, I go shopping down the lanes and I'm like, hang on, I never see, I've never, you don't see that dress in the shop window. So what's the point? Is it? I don't see what is it transferring to actually sell clothes or what's the point in it? What it is is that oftentimes on the runway you'll see in a more elaborate kind of creative dream version, and then that gets commercialised or it gets kind of watered down or changed or you know made into a commercial version. So that's what happens on the runway. They do it is for press. So if you have an amazing kind of showstopper, then. You'll get press for it, which is good for your brand. And sometimes you do find, but you know, the same thing in the shop. But you're right. Most of the time, runway is to show how creative, how genius you are, how, or whatever it is you want to show. That's your platform. Is there like a set size? So if you're designing your clothes, would someone design them for just a generic like size eight or a size six? Or do they design them? Because they've got to fit perfectly, haven't they, to be shown off? Are they designing for someone specific? I think that's a really good question. And I think that's changing now. For so long, it was like size six, sample size, and tiny. Like the clothes are so small. And I and, and for the runway, largely they are, on the whole, they are small. And the models are really thin, really thin. But 
that is changing and um, it's way more diverse now than it was. Way more diverse. And that's brilliant because for so long, it was like, why is everyone putting forward a version of women that doesn't actually really exist? It's crazy. And, and now in the last, I would say, you know, a series of things has made that happen again. It's going back to the fashion of the times or call it what you will, current affairs. But, you know, inclusiveness and all of those things has really changed that balance in the fashion world of like, you know, there has to be more representation. And that's, you know, black women, black men, people being bigger sizes or not as tall or, you know, it, which is so great. And I look back on how it was. I mean, it was insanely, if you weren't like size six and, you know, five foot nine and insanely beautiful. You had no place. So there's definitely changes that have, yes, been, that have been made and moving forward in, yeah, in a better direction than that fashion bubble as it was has kind of changed. Joe, which item of clothing in your life have you spent the most money on? Oh, single item I've spent the mo- well a suit I guess doesn't count. Okay, yeah, suit that suit is, was expensive. What have I? I like your corduroy waistcoat. It's cool. Yeah, thanks. I really like a gilet. So does my husband. I love a gilet. I love it. I've got several gilets. Tell him that. He loves you and he loves gilets. Yeah. (laughs) He's going to love that. We should get together. Uh, What's the most of it? I've never... I've I've got an obsession with T-shirts. Daisy's... My wife's had to interject a couple of times where she's like you've i've counted your t-shirts you've got over 80 t-shirts and you wear and you wear four of them (laughs) (laughs) like you know but i want to have the option i want to i want to have the option i spend it on many t-shirts but not like one i wouldn't ever go i remember talking to a a young academy boy who's like from a, a wealthy background and he'd been shopping in Kingston. He's like, mate, check out this shirt. <laughs> and I was like, right. And he pulled out this shirt and it was like a crisp, plain white school shirt, a big collar and big cuffs. And I went, that just looks like a school shirt, mate. What the fuck is that? He's like, mate, it is not just any shirt. It is Vivian Westwood. And I went, I don't know who that is just looks like a plain white shirt how much have you paid for that this was 175 quid bruv and i was like it's a plain i could have gone down the fucking charity shop and got you one for a fiver or less than that but you know it's put vivian westwood on it and it's yeah worth god knows how much and you know what he got a lot more pleasure buying a vivian westwood shirt than he did going down to the charity shop and getting a white shirt from cancer care you know there is that as well right part of the that thing of like yeah i'm worth it you know what i mean i'm going to treat myself there's a lot of that going on what what about you tom was do you know a single item that you've ever spent the most money on yeah i do and it was sufficiently expensive joe that i have to have the number I can't tell you them because it's it makes me feel a bit sick. Oh, you have no. To. Come on. Oh, no. Oh, right. Let I me give you the backstory then. Yeah. So I made the mistake of trying on a coat that I saw and then found out how much it was. But it was one of those coats. It was almost like a magic coat. What was it like? Well, it's actually hanging outside as we speak. No, it's no not. But this it is better get, be fucking this good. Is where, <laughs> no. This is where I get defensive because it was so extraordinarily expensive that it was impossible for me to consider buying it. But then I looked into how much it was back here, and it don't was, say it was cheaper. Yeah, it was cheaper, but still, it's I can't justify the expense of that coat. Who, who's it made by? Is there is it like a designer brand? It's a little bit, but it's like an offshoot of um, what are they called? I can I'll go and get it in a minute. Yeah, how but much was it? 
Right, so this is immoral. He's worried because I, I think his his other half might listen to this yeah. and he hasn't told her the truth. Right, hang on. Right. I'm going to write it down. I'm looking at Bay's face yeah. and Bay's gone with the face. Is that yeah. it? Yeah, basically. It is, right. is it? Thank You've you, gone. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah, it? Yeah. But no, I feel really ashamed because. <laughs> but anyway, that that is that's pretty good for it. That that's it, fine for a coat. That you is it? Love Are you fucking forever. shitting me? Yeah. Okay. I didn't say that. I felt like a right. That writer. is not. That, I, I think for an overcoat that you that, that's going to last you a lifetime as a one-off thing, it's not crazy. It's an expensive. But it's not like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'd, actually, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, I'm right. It's a coat. If it's a long-term... Yeah, I do actually agree It's a lot that. of money. I've never spent not, that on it's any It's less than a thousand £1, listeners. Do you know what we should do? <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll have an advert break here. Yeah. And then during the adverts, I'm going to go and put on this coat. And then we can start again. I will step out from behind the curtain that goes across the glass doors in this studio. And you two can just give me a live reaction to the coat to say... Mm. You were mugged off, mate, or that. (laughs) Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namon Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. Right, you've, Tom's gone and got his jacket on. I'm going to go with Bay's first uh, uh, impressions. Go, Bay. Oh, no, it fits you. It, it fits, fits you, really you well. so first thing. It fits you so well. Fits I you. thought it was going to be wool. I don't know why, and I thought it was going to be long. It fits you. But it looks, I really like the detail here, and I can see that you wear it all the time. Turn around. Because it's worn. I think it looks great on you. I think it looks great. I thought it was going to be... Better. No, that's the wrong word. No, that's the wrong word. I thought it was going to be... I like how kind of, in a way, it's kind of on the DL. It's quite on the down. Like, like you don't really notice it. And that's kind of stylish in itself. Mm. I thought it was going to be more like... Here I am. But I like that it's not. Over to you, Joe. It rustles. <laughs> it's got a waterproof element to it. Yeah, you've, you've basically bought a waterproof... Um, and i'm almost certain that i could get one exactly the same for 40 quid in millets and you're looking at me like you fucking prick i I really really you're just saying that to show off in front of you and i'm like a little bit i think it's a nice jacket it does look good on you I, i will agree it suits you it's good what what pose is that though? Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's no catwalk pose, mate. That's the. Yeah. It does look great. Right, take that off then. Oh. Come sit down, please. Let's get back to. Uh, get back to. It. No, actually, keep it on. That fucking star jumper is awful. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about being judged like that about what you're clothing? Because that you obviously love that jacket, and other people have opinions on that jacket. How does that make you feel? That's a very good point, Joe. Because I think, Bay, that's fundamentally you dress for yourself don't you i think so. but it's nice sometimes to have a little bit of external validation but the external validation wouldn't work unless you liked it i totally agree and and also it's it is lovely 
when someone says, oh, I love that. It's really nice. But if they don't say it, that's okay too. Yeah. I mean, it's about, it's, yeah. I, I also think it's really important. You know, some people say to me, oh God, sometimes I feel like I don't know what to wear. And, or like people talking about secondhand. Oh, I, I feel self-conscious. And I always think it is that thing, Joe, that you said right at the beginning. I think it was you. But the idea of like, to think of clothes as going into the dressing up box, of not feeling judged, you know, just wearing what makes you feel good. And I think I think that's just so important. I think that's easy for us. We're all various ages, but we are fully grown in whatever age we are. Yeah. It's easier for us to sit and say that because we've kind of gone through a lot of stuff to then go, well, I'm comfortable in my own skin that's now. True. And this is who I am. But for kids, especially this day and age... They want constant validation from their friends and outsiders to go, oh, he looks cool. Oh, you look great. Do you know what I mean? And it tends to go, well, what is cool? What is cool is what's liked the most at the time. So it it takes ages for kids to go up and down through different things, finding stuff out. We're fine being comfortable, but kids are more comfortable going following the crowd, aren't they? And it's really hard for... I want all of my kids to feel comfortable with whatever they want to wear. And we encourage them. We go fucking wear whatever you want. If you want to wear your tutu out today, whatever. Felix, our second youngest. How many have you got? I've got four. Our oh second God. youngest How insists a baby, two, six and eight. Wow, and he insists on wearing socks on his hands <laughs> out just, love just loves it just loves it and he'll run around and he's got long hair as well so everyone goes oh she's lovely and we're like fuck you know. <laughs> see i think that's gorgeous i think and i think it is that that thing of being completely unselfconscious like my son wore a superman and it was coming away it was coming apart of the seams but he wore a superman outfit for six years like with a cape out in the street your son wears socks on his hands and i think that it's so kind of joyful and brilliant that kind of totally unselfconsciousness that kids have and then you're right you go into the teens and you get social media and you get like what are the what's everyone wearing oh it's juicy couture and then it's like franz and then it's all these different brands and it's pretty full-on and then you sort of forget, like you lose your own style mojo, don't you? When there's so much information coming. And so, yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think it'd be great if there was less fashion and kind of stuff information being held at them a lot. Yeah. What's the most ridiculous outfit? Now, ridiculous is clearly subjective, but I think of the Lady Gaga meat dress yeah. that she wore. And I go, the fuck, fuck, that's <laughs> out there, isn't it? Did it make you hungry? It did actually. I was actually interested in like, oh, where's the ribeye in that then? <laughs> is there a, is there a designer out there who is literally renowned for just ridiculousness? They'll just do completely out there. They'll dress they'll dress their models up as the fucking Eiffel Tower and walk them down the runway. Or oh, his his um, his Steve. He's dressed as a glass. Yeah, you is have got that, like, like that. Terry Moogler, who died recently, and he was he was kind of an amazing couture. He did amazing cuts. What's couture? Couture is basically, so very few fashion houses have couture shows like Chanel does. And what it means is, like, very rich people go to the show or they get sent the lookbook and then they say they get they get the clothes made for them. So it's very, very expensive and rarefied basically so chanel does it i think valentina's only a handful of houses that still do it christian dior do it um chanel 
Valentino and maybe one or two more. I mean, it's insanely expensive. How much are we looking at if Joe wanted to get himself a little cheeky top? A little cheeky Chanel suit, couture made. So it's couture. So also, it's not just like getting a suit made. It's like incredible embellishment and fabrics. It's like hand-sewn crystals that takes like 80 hours or... You know what I mean? It's like another level. Yeah. I don't know, like... And I'm going to be wrong, but I would say tens and tens of thousands of pounds, probably. I'm all right, thanks. Well, you're all right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'll just stick to my gilet yeah, from yeah, Urban yeah. Outfitters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know who, who I love. And I actually went up to him at a party and I said, listen, I just think you're bloody brilliant. It's Jean-Paul Gaultier. And he did a lot of Madonna's Blonde Ambition tour with the cones. Yeah, all of that. He plays all those style tribes and he puts them on the runways and he makes fashion. He's sort of genius, but he also gives it a real like irreverence and fun. He's cool. Jean-Paul Gaultier. He wasn't the one that was responsible for Madonna's cape not undoing in time, was he? <laughs> no, I love, I love your fashion knowledge. It. Yeah, you've got it all fun up. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. But I Let's also hope he don't, wasn't. I don't know who Janet Jackson, the boob thing oh, was. Yeah, wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah. What about um, Judy from Richard and Judy? Do we know who, when her boobs fell out? Do you remember them? I don't ones? remember. Do you not remember that? Do you remember that? It was an award yeah. show, wasn't it? Yeah. Or something. And <laughs> No <laughs> She's just there, like, and uh, the winner is. Uh, oh no, I do. And Richard's that. like, um, it was like fifteen years yeah, ago. Yeah, fucking like, great. Yes. Yeah. Bay, what would you say is the single greatest era for fashion? Are we talking sort of that post-war thing where suddenly there's a bit of money and there's a bit of fabric, or are we talking about? the height of the psychedelic 60s or i mean it's really like which decade you love you've got the 1930s which was incredibly stylish you've got all that silk cut on the bias is the th- 30s stylish. like burlesque style yeah burlesque but that? also that that kind of all that lame like i think about the hollywood movie stars of the 40s all that fur and like joan crawford and it was incredibly stylish i mean every decade then you've got the 50s where dior came in you have the whole new look with the incredible tailoring, you know, the dresses and the nipped-in waist. And then you've got the 60s, need I say more, you know, like the, all of that Mary Quant, the mini, and the 70s, my personal favourite. You've got the Rolling Stones, you've got like where women started to wear men's jackets, so that mannish look on women that I loved, and like high jeans and, you know, sneakers. And I love the 70s, and again, and then obviously you've got the 80s, which for me was probably less keen on that. But you know, the eighties was a bit shit, mate. Was a I wasn't even. I wasn't even. I was only, wasn't even born. Shit. But right. looking back on it, it wasn't great. You don't want to wear eighties stuff, right? Eighties. Like, I wear seventies. I wear sixties. But the other thing is, is that if you look back retrospect, and then nineties is massive for the kids now, and the noughties. So all that naughty stuff, like Friends, Jennifer Aniston, they're all doing that. The kind of like the hide, the baggy jeans. With I the love, I love the popper popper trousers from the nineties. And the popper trousers. Oh, I fuck it. I've got a pair. I've got oh, two yeah. pairs. I've got a white pair and a black pair <laughs> at home. I had to get it from a really, vintage vintage pop. online shop though, and it cost me an arm and a fucking leg because as soon as you put vintage on anything, it Bosh. fucking sends it up. I'm like, oh, cheers. I need uh, an honest opinion from a fashion expert <laughs> or fashionista like like yourself. See, I love I love tracksuits. I love them. And I've got this tradition that every home game I play for my club, we're sponsored by Adidas and I wear an Adidas tracksuit of some form or another. It's just the 
This was my latest one, and I just want I just want your honest opinion what you think. Oh, Describe for the listeners, babe, what we're seeing. Oh my god, it's like it's very arresting. I think you look absolutely bloody brilliant. It's basically very like, arresting. Well, it's very bright. It's oh. very, it's like okay, it's phone box fireman's red. Yeah, and you're in it. <laughs> and, and, okay. and basically Thanks, yeah. it's like it's all red so the tracksuits are red the hoodie's red oh my god you've got a red cap on as well yeah. faux, and you've faux, got faux. a red shiny puffer on so i cannot convey i think you look insanely bloody cool and i think you've been playing down your fashion like <sighs> bloody six whatever six what? cents call it look i'm with that i'm so happy with that i'm wearing that out and i said that to my wife and she said you're fucking not <laughs> uh, mainly because a lot of people thought i looked like you know that uh what's that thing you get in an airing cupboard <laughs> immersion immersion thing Emotionally. immersion <laughs> and it's wrapped in uh oh, cladding yeah the jacket is a bit cladding yeah Didn't but in they? a good way immersion wrapped Right. Oh my god, that's so funny! Oh my right, god, that is that's, the puffer. That's going on our that social is media. Really funny. That's that, got to go. Why, why, why is Joe dressed to. up as a fucking that is, that insulated is. hot water tank? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake! It's really not the fact, but it's subjective, isn't it? So you look great. You know, everyone, everyone, everyone's different with I it. I like how you're going for it. That's what I like. Right, we're going to take a short break, and I'm going to come back with some questions about fashion. This episode is sponsored by the following magnificent people. Nibble Nibble, Stuart Kibble, The Swindler, Josh Swindles, Rollerball Becky Dyson, Rupert the Bear Ellingham, All's Fairs in Love and War, it's Matthew Fairs, Eric the Windy Rhino, Like Driftwood, it's Jack Travis, Half Pint Julie Lowry, Robert Hands of Stone Giroux, The Bounty Hunter, Alistair Bounty, and Greg the Eagle Edwards. To be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show, become an official sponsor, and grow the show today. So, babe, we are today in a studio in central London. Transport us, if you will, to Paris Fashion Week. I don't know about you guys, but I love Paris. I love Paris. You love Paris. Who doesn't love Paris, right? What's not to love? Oh, going to the Louvre and the sun. Oh, I just love it. So Paris Fashion Week is actually, without wanting to sound really cheesy, I've always felt very lucky because you get to go to Paris and you go to these shows and some of them are so beautiful, you know, and like the Louis Vuitton, I've been to the ones Louis Vuitton where Marc Jacobs, the creative director, and it would just be some of them like going to the most incredible piece of theatre. They set up this huge, I don't know if you'd even call it a tent, like the most fancy tent in the middle of the courtyard of the Louvre. Oh. And then you'd go in and like they'd have built a fountain in the middle of this tent, but like a beautiful fountain. And you'd all sit around and these lights and then these women coming out with these incredible clothes. And no matter what you think about it, you can't help but feel that's a privilege to see that kind of beauty and creativity really in this beautiful city so you asked me about paris fashion it's 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 amazing yeah is that the best one there was what's another... new york what's milan like which yeah. one like i like paris the best because yeah. i love paris new york isn't really as kind of doesn't have that many shows it's slightly lost its luster new york fashion week i would say and then milan is a big one because it's got you know, the biggies like versace and prada and you know it's it's a fun one you know, London is known for its kind of creativity and eclecticism. 
So the different fashion weeks in the different places sort of represent really the fashion of those places and stuff. Is there a pecking order for the seating? So let's say somehow Joe and I've got tickets for one of the big shows. Um, I'm guessing it's not first come first serve. We can't just pile down the front. No, you will get led to your seat. And, you know, on the front row, it's typically, it depends what show it is. Like if it's Louis Vuitton, there'll be loads of celebrities on the front row. So there's loads of paps, you know, with flashes. It's full on. It's probably like being, I suppose, on a red carpet. But yeah, you you can't just sit anywhere. It's very strict. Like people sit where they're told to sit, for sure. There's a hierarchy and it definitely adheres to that hierarchy. Do uh, do Giacomo do any... um... Runway shows? Giacomo. Um, Giacomo's the big, brand. brilliant, that's how fucking, yeah, well, that's how fucking I, shit my yeah, question is. I don't know. Giacomo, who the fuck's Giacomo? Yeah. Giacomo is a brand of clothing uh, for the big, uh, what's their slogan? For big and tall, high and mighty. That's a different brand, isn't it, high and mighty? Oh. I think it's for the, the larger gentleman. You know what? Not I haven't I haven't seen them at Paris Fashion Week or London Fashion Week. I haven't actually seen them. But that's not to say... Don't they, you know, we can look into that. But um, not that, not as far as I'm aware, though, Dash. What would you say, Bay, to, to help me and Joe and our, our listeners out? Of the high street fashion brands, which is considered the most cutting edge? Like, are they all much of a muchness? Or? Well, my first thing, I have to say this because I believe it, is go to your local charity shop and get brilliant men's shirts. I get all my men's, sh- or get all my great white shirts. Well, not white, but any shirt from the men's rail. So nice oversized shirts and get great men's wear. So I would always say that. And then, you know, I mean, Zara does really good clothes. Do you know what I mean? They really do. I mean, I think, I mean, I personally, you know, I'm more of a secondhand person, but I would always say spend more on something that's been produced in a way where it's going to last more and it's not fast fashion because it's worth it in the end. So, I- so you're not recommending Primark? I'm not recommending Primark. Well, you know, it needs must, or if that's your go-to, of course, Primark is Primark. But if you're looking for quality and longer-lasting, Primark stuff isn't going to be the one. No, and that's not to say that some things from Primark, I'm like, someone says they're from Primark, I'm like, that's bloody brilliant. I mean, these people are really clever. Do you know what I mean? But I think what people, and I know that people say, well, you know, that's fine if you've got some money. But I think you have to look at, if you're buying something, a pair of jeans for four pounds. You have to sort of think why that's that's not right. That's really cheap. So that means you know there's exploitation happening probably from the people who are making it, and the way that the co- you know it comes at a price. Fast fashion comes at a price, and I think that you know people just need to know that. And and so I'm saying there is an alternative. You know, secondhand shops are a really good alternative to. I know it takes a bit longer or, you know, you can Oxfam online is brilliant. You can find stuff online. And I do understand it needs to work for people and people have busy lives, you know, so I'm not I'm not going to judge. I'm not I'm not here to judge. I just think that it's worth everyone just being mindful of that. I try and be. Daisy will love this. Why does Daisy say the same thing? Which she just loves. I said, like, "What are you doing today?" I'm going to charity shops. <gasps> Love Daisy every fucking time. Love she's Daisy. Like, you you want to come? Oh, I'm not even. I've I've stopped asking you. You're not going to because it's not that I don't like going to charity shops. I don't particularly like going to shops. Full stop. I just go online just because yeah. of the ease of it. eBay's um, great as well. But she loves she loves the charity shops. But I'm like her. I mean, and I I love it because 
probably for the same reasons that she loves it. I've always loved not buying new, new, new as well. I like kind of going off grid and I was doing it years ago. And I think, and my first shoot actually for Vogue was Kate Moss wearing all these the the actual kate Kate moss Moss was wearing yeah you've worked with the the kate moss i've worked with kate moss well without Um, well i couldn't possibly let you go without asking what kate moss is like kate moss is great is she yeah she's great yeah she's great she's really like her she's fun and cool and warm to touch um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we really touched that much. She's just a really, you know, she's a, she's, you know, she's great. I think that's cool. You've worked with Kate Moss. You know, I, but, but so I did this shoot with secondhand clothes from charity shops and Kate wore them and everything. And I think that that was a really long time ago. And I guess then I was really into buying stuff because I love not buying into the new system of new, the trends. I was like, I'll just find my own stuff. And now I guess it's more for like, I like the style reasons, but I also think it's important. I, I like, buying stuff secondhand because it hasn't been producing you. Bay, have you ever heard of someone called Abdul Faisali? Faisali. Faisali. Abdul Faisali. Not, not with a V. There's a surname. With... F-A-I-S-A-L-I-Y. No. She's a Malaysian designer who designed the world's most expensive dress called the Nightingale of... Kuala Lum Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he did. Oh, no, that's so funny. How much was the dress? That's how you smell Kuala Lumpur. The world's most expensive dress is called the Nightingale of Kuala Lumpur by Malaysian designer Abdul Faisali. It's the red chiffon dress, and it is worth... Tom, can you guess? Um, I'll give you some background. Okay. The gown is covered with 751 diamonds and Swarovski crystals weighing over 1,000 carats and includes a 70-carat teardrop diamond. How much is this dress worth? Can we see a picture of it? Yes, yes. Does it have the number on it? Do I need to guess before we see the picture? Or? No. Hmm. Right. So, a million pounds. A million and one pounds. Who's nearer? <laughs> you. No, eight, 500,000. There's diamonds, though. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay. You are both way off. Three million. Way, way, way off. Seven million. Thirty million dollars. What? Thirty million dollars. Okay, so who bought that? Well, if I doesn't get that tell me. Shop, That'd be kind of embarrassing if you bought that dress. I'm not surprised it's not. I remember doing a boot sale and there was these pair of jeans. They were like, I can't remember that. They were like a really posh pair of jeans. They might have been Armani jeans. And it was the friend of mine's ex-boyfriend now. Jeans they were. And he'd gone off for a coffee. <laughs> so I'd, I was, and we were just selling these. And someone came up and said, oh, how much for these? And I went, two quid. <laughs> yeah, two quid sold them it's a car boot we can yeah, get yeah, rid yeah. of everything do you know what I mean and sold them and he's come back from his coffee and he's like oh my jeans get sold then and oh got, my god <laughs> I was like yeah he was like oh where's, where's the money then I went, there you go I gave, <laughs> gave him two quid he went what where's the rest I mean what do you mean where's the rest he went they were 150 quid Armani jeans oh and I went god. oh sorry about that 
I'm sure they're still walking around with it. You're going to have to find it and just, no, not happening. Just take your two pounds, swallow your pride, mate. <laughs> I suggest he could have sold them somewhere else. Like the fact he's decided to sell them at a car boot sale. Have you ever done a car boot, Tom? I haven't. I'd love to do a car boot because it's a good way of getting rid but of it. have you done a car boot? You yeah, love charity shops, so yeah, surely. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I love a car booter. Fucking love car but, boots. Um, what do you call the car boot that you're not, you don't go to it, you do it in your house? Yard sale. A yard sale. So you you guys will have to come down. There's plenty of cloves. Uh, Sussex. Bit far away East from... East west? East. Yeah, Camber Sands. Near there. Rye. Rye, uh, yeah. Yeah, don't no, know it. No, there. nowhere near there. <laughs> he, Heathfield. Mm, yeah. yeah. No, you haven't. You're fucking lying. No, I don't know. I've heard of it. Well, it'll be your loss because there'll be loads of uh, items of cloves. Well, I want to see Daisy's charity shop clothes. Fuck, there'll be loads, actually. Yeah. yeah, no, there will That's be loads. Uh, Bay, it has been absolutely wonderful. Oh. You have just exubed. What's the word? Exuded. What, what does that mean? Given out. You've just exuded energy and happiness, and oh, I've well, loved so having sweet. you in this that's room. Lovely. I've loved being it's here. It's brilliant. It's been great fun. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for having me. Joe, can I just say something to you? Uh, if I said no. Would that mean the end of this episode? I'll also say it anyway, I think. So I'm going to say no, okay. because I feel like saying no to you. Okay. But you're going to say it anyway. Listen, if you want to say no, that's empowering. I've said no. If you really want to stick with no, then I will back you. I've said no on the basis that you're going to say it anyway, so no yes. You've got lovely biceps, Joe. Ah, you're still blushing yeah, a little bit, you That I was nice. Blushing. You have got nice biceps. I have. It's one of my, in fact... It is my only feature. I wouldn't say it's the only feature, but it's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, I should have said my only good feature. Okay, fine. She was great. Yeah. Fucking hell, what tons of energy she had. Amazing energy. She And without, uh, what's the word, stereotyping too hard, but you kind of then go, you kind of expect her to be in a creative mm. type role if she's just got, all of these different ideas and going yes. around everywhere. She was fucking great fun. I loved it. I even loved it more when her reaction to your really expensive jacket. She like a, it, she was <laughs> like, that's not expensive. Yeah. So what the fuck has she spent on an item? Okay. Yeah. We should have asked that. Fucking get her back. Text her. And B, if they picked it up on the mic, the bit where she goes, huh? huh? <laughs> what do you think, babe? <laughs> I loved it. But as we, you know, came to a conclusion in the end, fashion is subjective. You wear what you're, you feel comfortable in and what you love to do, and I'm glad you do feel comfortable in your own skin, mate. Thank you. And um, I will carry on wearing that coat just a lot less than I did before today. <laughs> um, if you enjoyed that show as much as we did and you'd like to support the show, you can now subscribe. Three ways, Joe. Number one, Apple. Number two, Spotify. Number three, Patreon. Search for, it's not a surprise this, Joe, Joe Marler Show. For just a single pound a week, you can get bonus content, ad-free episodes, and you'll be growing the show at the same time. Also, if you want to get some merchandise, we can uh, we can provide that for you at joemarler.co.uk forward slash shop. And you can order what we got on there. We've got T-shirts, we've got mugs. We got any of those prints left? I think there's a couple left. There yeah, might be prints. there might be a couple of signed prints left on there. Just keep your eyes peeled because I might start putting out some of my uh, adult colouring pages oh. on there. Oh, very unique. 
Fuck nuggets. <laughs> You've got to say something else, haven't you, Tom? Yes, Joe. Go on, then. I've got to tell people about another podcast they might enjoy. This is Death of a Rockstar. Some of them voiced by our friend Elroy Spoonfish. Elroy! What's a man? These are the immersive stories of the musicians, the rock stars who we loved but lost too soon, including Joe, because I've been writing these across the winter. Jim Morrison, Dennis Wilson, Janis Joplin, Kurt Cobain. Simply search for Death of a Rockstar in your podcast app. Is Jim Morrison dead? For a very, very long time. Ah, I'm thinking of Van Morrissey. No, you're thinking of Van Morrison. Van Morrison. Morrison. Both Morrissey and Van Morrison are still, at the point we're recording this, are still with us. Who's Van Morrissey? (laughs) He's... He's a portmanteau of two very different characters that you've just made up. Okay, who's on next? Have we got Van Morrissey on the next episode? <laughs> Unless Van Morrissey is a car salesman, Joe, then no. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Podcast Network.